Have no fear of missing out. The show's about FOMO. Your host is Brian Franzo. I'll tell you what you don't know. And now, your host, iSocial Fans. All right. Welcome back to another episode of FOMO Fans. Of course, my name is Brian Fanzo, and I'm your host of FOMO Fans. And it's nice, I'm actually in the office today. If you guys checked out the uh, most recent episodes, I was, of course, on the road for a while. You guys get to listen to my keynote from uh, Social Media Marketing World. Uh, as always, every one of these episodes are recorded live on the live video because I'm a big live video fan, so I'm recording live on Facebook Live, we're on Periscope, uh, and of course, it'll be pushed out there for all of you amazing audio listeners. Uh, I also syndicate this show on C-Suite TV, so if you go to C-Suite TV, uh, or C-Suite.TV, backslash FOMO fans, you can actually watch all of these videos that are syndicated on uh, C-Suite TV, which is Jeffrey Hazlitt's uh, show. So these are these these shows are actually broadcasted in uh, different airports and different lounges on different digital media boards because I'm a big believer in creating content and taking the content where your audience is, not making your audience co- create or consume content um, your way. And that kind of sets us up into today's uh, episode or what the, the podcast is going to be about today is, you know, how do great content creators make it look so easy? And I want to set the stage here. You might be thinking, okay, Brian, I'm not a content creator. I'm a I'm a business owner. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a keynote speaker. I'm a, I, I'm a manager in my enterprise company. Maybe I'm a new hire on my help desk. Here's the thing. In 2018 and beyond, everybody is the producer of their own reality TV show. Your first impression, the first time someone gets to know you, the first time someone even understands who you are, what they're doing is they're going to go online to figure out who you are. And in this world we live in today where content is overload and there's too much content and too many distractions, our, our news feed, and I believe the Facebook news feed more, more so than anything else, in a couple of years will not look like it, like it looks today. We're going to start seeing a shift towards this storytelling idea where it's about chronologically telling stories along the way. And I, and I firmly believe that no matter what business you're in, no matter what you do, you are, are going to have to tell your story. You're going to have to put yourself out there or what I like to say, press the damn button, right? So press the damn button is my kind of tagline. I believe that that is, is, is essential. But what I wanted to share, what I wanted to talk about on this episode, um, on this podcast is, you know, one of the questions I get a lot of times is like, Brian, you know, like you're doing all of these things, you have all this stuff going on, but like how do you create so much content? Like how are you on Instagram stories and Snapchat doing live video? You host two podcasts, you update your blog. Like how many people do you have on your team? And my answer is one. It's a, it's, a, it's a team of one, which is known as me, Brian Fanzo. Um, but I can tell you, I also do a lot of studying. I study a lot of really powerful content creators. And I was at Social Media Marketing World last week. Um, the week before, um, I was at a digital summit event. And I got to watch a lot of really good content creators. I mean, I'm talking way better than I am, way more talented than I am. And I wanna, I'm going to break down some of the things that I think 
that they do well. I'm going to talk about the mindset that they have. I'm also going to talk about this kind of how this content creation world exists and what value it has for a lot of people. And I do see a lot of, uh, there's some comments like, I hope my Facebook news feed looks better. I, I hope so too. And here's the thing. The, the, the power that our, our phone, our mobile device has given us to create content is amazing. But the reason most content that a lot of people create sucks is because they don't understand the, what's required to create great content. And I'm going to set the bar here and I want everybody to kind of remember this. Content is great. The story you tell, the things that you create, the, the person that determines if that content is great is not you. You the creator or me the creator. I do not decide if this is a great podcast episode. My audience consuming it decides if the content is great. So when you're talking to someone, a, a content creator, one of the things that too many people say is they're like, well, I create great content that, you know, um, it, or I can help you create viral content. Well, viral content is determined by your audience, not you the content creator. And so one of the things that I think of whenever I look at great content creators is they have a pulse of what their audience wants and they're able to make sure they stay within themselves but create content that is for their audience. And this is a big deal because this is also requires you to kind of know what people want, but also not just create it because someone said so, right? Being able to, to stay in your own zone. And, and I'm gonna talk about myself as a content creator, but I'm also gonna talk about some content creators that I really look up to. Of course, we have the big names like Gary Vaynerchuk or Casey Neistat, or um, even have the Grant Cardone uh, of the world. And I look at them as... These are content creators that have a team of people. They have, they've built up an army and, and, and kudos to them. But the secrets I'm going to talk about on this episode aren't focused on what those, those big name people are doing. It's focused on people like you and me, the, 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 the entrepreneur, the small business owner, someone that has a full-time job. But we also believe in the power of, of creating content. And I love this. Uh, my good buddy, Tim Crawford, just said in the comments on Facebook Live, he said, in his point of view, opinion does not replace experience. And that is so important. Just because you have a megaphone does not mean you have to use it. And just because you have a megaphone and you use it does not mean everything you say is valuable or worth saying. And this is something that I want you to kind of remember, right? So one of the things I think about when I'm creating content, and, and this is um, this this right here is, uh, is a perfect example of content that I'm creating. You know, this is a, a podcast, right? So I'm creating this piece of content, but I'm live streaming the piece of content. So I'm, 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 I'm multi-purposing this content because people can watch it live. I then rip the audio out and I post it up on uh, all the audio players, right? And this is, this is something you have to kind of think about before I ever press the button. It doesn't matter if it's a, if it's a blog, if it's a podcast, if it's a video, if it's a Instagram story, if it's whatever, whatever I'm creating before I create, before I press the button, I think about, okay, what is my goal of this content? Where will this content live? And then ultimately, what is the feeling or experience I want the people consuming this to take away? Right? Like, what is that, that, what is that feeling? Because remember, the, and this is that Maya Angelou quote, people don't remember what you say. People remember what you do and how you impact. And they, they remember how you make them feel. They don't care what you do or what you say. They remember how you make them feel. So I believe great content creators not only embrace this feeling element, 
but they understand that it's more than just the words coming out of their mouth or how great their video camera is or the angles or the, the, the lighting. Ultimately, it's about invoking an, a feeling. And that's one of the things that you have to kind of put in your mindset. Another thing that I look at when, I, when I'm studying great content creators, and I, and I think this is a lesson for all of us, is that what they're really good at is they're really good at creating trust. And let me, let me say that again. I believe every business today is a business that is in the business of trust. Your content is not your product. Trust is the product. If you're able to build trust, you're able to establish a trusting relationship with somebody, that is where the magic happens. That's where a content creator turns, business, turns their content into business goal. It's not about this amazing content. It's about that trust. And here's the thing. How do you create trust in, in, a, in a blog post or trust on a video or trust in a podcast where you're just hearing someone's ears? Well, some of the easy ways that, that you can create trust is that you manage expectations. And I'm going to give you a couple of ideas. So managing expectations is huge when you're trying to create, create trust between you and your audience when you're creating content. Now, you might be like, what does managing expectations mean? How does that work? Managing expectations means letting people know what they can expect from you and then delivering that, right? Because here's the thing, like podcasting, I talk about this all the time. The average podcast dies after seven episodes. Seven episodes and people give up on podcasting. Podcasting is not easy. It is, it is a very um, disconnected uh, experience. It's hard to know what your audience wants. You don't even know where people are listening to it or, you know, and podcasts are only found by other podcasters talking about podcasts. But here's the, here's the interesting thing about this is, when you manage expectations, for, for you guys, my community here on this show, when I started out, I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to label this episode, every one of my episodes are going to have three numbers. So this episode is episode 066, because I wanted to tell everybody that on, and you can go back to listen to episode zero when I set the bar, I managed expectations out of the gate and I said, guys, here's the deal. I, I, I'm not great at being consistent. I'm going to try to put out an episode every single week. But I, I don't know if it's going to be on a Monday or a Friday. I don't know if it's going to be you know, in the morning or in the evening. But I'm going to tell you, I'm going to try to put one out every single week. But I'm also going to manage expectations and give you this promise. I'm going to make this podcast 100 episodes no matter what. I will not give up on you if you invest in me. So if you subscribe to my show, if you trust me, to, to give me 30 minutes of your time every week, which I treasure, then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to convey that, I'm going to establish that trust by letting you know that this show is going to be around for at least 100 episodes, hence why it's three digits. This is 066, because in exactly 34 episodes, I will be at episode 100. So one of the ways that, that creators do really well in creating great content is they create that trust, right? You manage expectations. Uh, consistency, 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 consistency. Consistency is the hardest part. And yet if you're able to execute on consistency, it'll blow people's mind. John Lee Dumas, uh, who has a podcast called Entrepreneurs on Fire, you know, he put it out there a couple years ago that he was going to do a podcast seven days a week. And every one of his friends said he was stupid. Everyone that was his sponsors are like, you're crazy. You'll never last. This will be burned out. But what he's done is he's done it seven days a week and he's puts it out every week and you can go listen to that, that podcast every single day, seven days a week. And that consistency has bought him trust with his audience, has bought him trust with his sponsors, has allowed him to grow that to a seven figure podcast. And it's because of that trust by simply being consistent. Now, let me, let me, let me, let me say that again so everyone remembers this. 
to create trust. Like trust, everyone, you hear things like, you know, trust is really hard to build and it's easy to lose. I say that on stage all the time. But here's the magic. Here's the thing. Simply being consistent is a great step in the right direction for, for building trust. And it's as easy as just backing up what you want to say. But it also comes into that managed expectations. If, you cannot, if you're not going to create a piece of content every day or every week or every month, let people know that ahead of time, right? And like, so Instagram stories is a great example, right? For, for my audience, if you're following me on Instagram, you know that I create an Instagram story every single day, seven days a week. I don't believe I've gone a day without creating an Instagram story in five five or six months, I, I have every single day I create a story because guess what? I, I know if my audience is like, hey, I will get some kind of content from Brian, right? This is, the, the, this is that piece. So creating trust is a big one. Also believe great creators are transparent without being oversharing, without oversharing, but being transparent in who they are, what they're about. I mean, how many times, and I, and I would love the people that are watching this live right now, just throw in the comments, what are some, who are some of the creators that you like that are very transparent? You know, they get on, a, they get on the, their video blog on YouTube and they're like, hey guys, I'm sorry I didn't let, you know, put out a new episode on Tuesday. Uh, I got busy or I got sick. You know, um, you know, we have Jen Kucher who's amazing at being transparent and who she is. Transparency is another way of creating trust. You know, and I started out uh, two episodes ago, episode 63, and I said, guys, I'm sorry. You know, I, I, I have no excuse. I, I went to back-to-back events and I forgot to create podcast content. And I apologize for that. But that, that transparency, that humility is extremely important. And remember, this is something that I'm talking about. I actually have it on my board behind me right up here. I believe the future of marketing is relatability. And if you are able to create a relatability between you and your audience, leveraging your content, that is where the magic happens. People realize that they look like me, they smell like me. Maybe you got a new haircut like me and you're confused on how to use hair gel. I mean, I had to go onto YouTube and YouTube how to style your hair with hair gel because for the first time in 18 years, I didn't shave my head. I actually grew up my hair, right? Like, so that's me being very transparent and saying, hey, this is what I had to do to learn like what to do with my hair. Like that's, you know, it is humi- humility and being human, right? Connecting with people. And here's the piece where I think it's interesting. And I started out this show saying that I believe every person must be the producer of their own reality TV show. But here's the thing. Reality TV show in the sense of it being real, not a reality TV show in the sense of it being The Bachelor and all of the moments are kind of manufactured and everything's kind of weaved together. Reality TV in the sense of being raw, being real, but here's one of the words that I use all the time. I know everyone, if you listen to this podcast, you probably hear it every single episode. Reality TV and creating a great content creator is about giving people access to things they cannot get anywhere else. Access to who you are, access to what you're about, access to your apartment, access to your friends. It's about access because that relatability is so much easier when you know what I'm about, you know who I am, right? And this old world where the people on TV, right, celebrities, I mean, I could never relate with a celebrity. You know, when, when I joke about Matthew McConaughey driving a car and, and I would never buy a car that Matthew McConaughey would recommend because... Well, I don't think he understands my pain points or what I'm about, but I don't relate with Matthew McConaughey because I don't live in Hollywood. I don't have millions of dollars. I don't have a tough time, you know, deciding between which of the uh, of the you know 
know, of my butlers or my maids do I deal with or how many millions of dollars I get for a, a show. And so in this world we're living in now, people trust people that they can relate with. People trust people that are transparent and that are authentic. And it is that humi- humility and the humanity of, of people that allow content creators to be really good. Now, I'm giving you all these things, but here's the other piece of this. And this cannot go, this cannot go understated. You must have something to say that is valuable for other people to consume. You are not a thought leader. You are not a content creator because you throw something up there on TV because all of a sudden you, you have the camera pointing at you. Just because you can, you can open your phone and open your mouth does not mean people are going to watch your content. does not mean you will be a great content creator. If you're, if you're consistent, you're transparent, and you have nothing to say, nobody will watch or consume. And so part of this, what I really believe that great content creators, they have confidence in who they are. I believe confidence is one of the most powerful traits that anyone can have in 2018. Now, here's the problem with confidence. There's a, there's a very delicate balance between being confident and being egotistical, being confident and bragging. There's a, there's a difference between celebrating your wins and shoving in everyone's face what you do better than them. Now, some content creators, they are very uh, polarizing. They, li- they like to... to to kind of cause that like that riff between them and their audience. But I look at great content creators like, like Amy Schmittauer, Amy Landino now is her name. What Amy is great at is Amy creates amazing YouTube content with her own branding, her own, her own style. But everything she talks about, she's extremely confident about. She's extremely pa- passionate. And so I think these are two characteristics that you have to have as a great content creator to be the great producer of your, uh, of your reality show is you have to be confident in who you are and what you know, and you have to be passionate. You have to be willing to be passionate. Now, I get this question all the time, and I want to bring this up, right? I don't think you have to be working. You don't have to find your passion to be passionate. I believe everybody can find a way to be passionate with what they're doing. Right. This is a different. So it's not about finding your passion. It's about embracing the passion about what you do. Right. Sometimes a topic that I'm talking about on this show, I might not be as passionate about as I am about something else. But what I'm able to do is I'm able to be passionate about something within it. Right. Finding a way that it invokes my passion. Right. If it's community, if it's collaboration, if it's change. But I think when you look at great content creators and, and I was watching this at, at Social Media Marketing World. You know, when, when, when someone would come up to me and say, Brian, here, you know, Owen video, uh, my good buddy, Owen Hemseth, he came up to me and he's like, Brian, here's the microphone. I want you to give me three minutes of something that's going on here. And I just grabbed the microphone and I riffed really quick. And, and someone came up to me afterwards and was like, Brian, like, you didn't think about that. You didn't over plan something when you were about to grab that microphone and go live. He didn't even tell you what to do. And I said, for me, it was about, hey, I'm confident in what I do know. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fake it till I make it. I'm not gonna sell you unicorns and rainbows. But what I will do is I will I will stay within my own zone. I will be myself, right? And and the be yourself mantra is you know is is on my on my wristband. It's something that I think of every single day. And so it's kind of like bring this around, right? So like a great content creator today is confident, they're passionate, they understand what their audience and community wants, they're able to be themselves. And then here's another thing. I believe great content creators use the word we more than they use the word I or me. 
right? If you're watching a great content creator today, they say, hey, we should do this better. Hey, Brian, you know, we are going live. Hey, come join us on, on this live video. Or have you gone and watched my Snapchat? And, and a great person at this is uh, Opera Americano, CJ. And um, she's a, a young creator. I think she's 21 years old. And she's a Snapchat superstar. She is a musician. She is an artist. She does these Tune In Tuesday shows. But what I think she does better than anyone else that, out there with that, that's a content creator, and trust me, you guys are going to you're gonna know the name Opera Americana because she's going to make waves in all kinds of different areas. She has a fashion line that she wants to put out. But what she does really well is she always makes it feel inclusive. She brings people into her community. When she does her guessing uh, on Tuesday, she sings a song on her show, and then she has her audience guess the song. Well, what she does is she takes everybody's guesses and puts it into the video. And so everybody that guesses the song on the video then gets, uh, gets shouted out, gets to be part of it. And so when she says, okay, guys, here it goes. I'm going to play the song. I hope we get it, right? Think about that, t that terminology. I hope we get it. She's very inclusive. She's very community. She believes that it's about we. She's creating content herself, but she's bringing people into it, right? And I, I've always said we is greater than me, but I actually think we, when you're creating content, has to be the focus. You have to think about it and say, and I call this participatory content. Like right now I see uh, Nancy, Nancy's uh, watching on Facebook Live and she says, I love the we. I say that more than me. That's the key, right? It's, it, and, and this is me being participatory content, right? I'm allowing my live video audience, those watching on Periscope, those watching on Facebook Live, to participate in this show, in this content. And I think that is a different step, right? TV, when you watch TV, it is a one-way medium. People broadcast stuff at you, right? They, they, they just, they, they're talking at us. Well, I believe in the digital world, you cannot talk at people, you must talk with people, and you must bring people with you on a journey. So that's one of the things that I think that, uh, that great creators have done. It's what they do. It's, it's really how they bring all of this together. Another thing that I think about when you're, when you're, when you're looking at a great content creator, and, I, and I'm going to give a couple a uh, shout out. There's a gentleman named Tristan Tales. Tristan Tales, uh, he's a Snapchatter, a YouTuber. Uh, he's worked with big old brands like Disney and Coca-Cola. But one of the things I love about Tristan was I was in, I was in Las Vegas with him creating content about a year ago um, with the MGM Grand Hotels. And he told me something that, I, I, that really stood out to me, right? And it is about conversation, not lecture. I agree completely, Tim. Um, it, this is something he said to me. He said, Brian, I've learned that my audience is between the ages of 13 and 18 years old. A majority of my audience is. He's like, so just so you know, we're going to record this content at a casino and we're going to have a lot of fun, but I will not put any content in my, in my, on my channel that has alcohol, drugs, or cigarette smoking, or gambling in the background, right? So we did it at the MGM properties, but we did it outside the properties and in the hallways and through like the shopping areas. But to me, this is something that you have to embrace. You must respect and understand your audience. You must, to convey that trust, for me as an, a creator, if you understand your audience and you pay homage to them, that goes so far. And to me, I was blown away. When Tristan told me that, I was like, wow, buddy, you, you get it. Like you are, you're so dedicated. I mean, the kids, he's 21 years old. They're, you know, majority of his friends that are creating content are, you know, they, they get, they'll be drinking on the content. There might be drugs in the background. There's, that's, that's kind of normal, right? That's their selves. But for him, for, for what he believes in and his message, he looks at it and says, I want to create content this way and I will not 
I will not lose my audience by doing something that I don't think my audience should consume, right? And so it's respect. And I always, every time I say respect, I always like, R-E-S-P-E-C-T, respect, respecting your audience, respecting the craft. And then the last thing that I want to kind of bring this whole episode together around content creation is it also comes down to respecting people's time, respecting people's time. Now, I've told you guys on this show, on this podcast, I don't do a show for 30 minutes on the dot. I don't do one that's, you know, like there's a lot of shows that say, hey, this is a 40 minute show. We're going to do 40 minutes every time. My problem with that is if you don't have 20, if you have 20 minutes worth of stuff to talk about on that day, then it means you're, you're wasting my time for 20 minutes just because you put some random number out there at a 40 minute mark. What I've told you on this podcast, what, I, what my, when I managed expectations, I said, here's the deal. The average episode is going to be between 20 minutes and 50 minutes long. But I'm going to make this promise for you. When I'm done delivering my message, when I'm done you know, conveying what I want you guys to learn from the, this show, I will get off the air. I will stop the recording. So some episodes might be 20 minutes. Some episodes might be 45. But respecting people's time. I believe in this world we live in right now, if you're able to attract somebody's attention, and attention is really hard to get. I mean, we, we live in an on-demand world where we want our content where we want it, how we want it, when we want it, why we want it. We, we, you know, we as content consumers are very needy. We are very, we are very, we have our own demands. I mean, like the fact that a TV show comes out on TV today and, the, and they're not, it's not on demand where, I, you know, it's not Netflix where I can watch all of the, the shows whenever I want it. That bothers me, right? Because as a content creator or consumer, I want to decide where I watch my content, when I watch my content, how I watch it. But here's the thing that I, I think is even more important is that great content creators know when to press the button, which is, you know, press the damn button, my mantra, but they also know when to stop pressing the button or take a time out or not overproduce something, or not do something to the sense of wasting someone's time. I, I, I used to joke about my, my good buddy Dan Moore, he used to do a sleep scope, where he would, he would live stream himself sleeping. And to me, this was like the dumbest thing ever, because I felt like he was wasting people's time. But for him, it, it allowed people to have a community, and allowed people that he would play music and do all these things that were, were very unique, and he had a plan behind it, right? He had an idea of what he was doing. But I think great content creators, and let's, I'm, I'm going to kind of wrap this up with all these, these, these facts. Great co- content creators, they listen to their audience and their community. They understand themselves. They're confident in who they are, what they are about. They understand their value in life. And here's the, here's the, here's the kicker. You don't have to know. Nobody believes that you are perfect. Nobody be- would believe if you say that you know everything. What people want is they follow you, they, they watch your content for your opinion, for your insights, for your view. I don't follow, I'm not watching someone's piece of content for them to tell me someone else's opinion or someone else's thoughts. I want to hear what you're about, what your thoughts are. And so I think even great podcasts, like just interviewing somebody on a podcast, like that's the easy way of doing it. But if you're a great interviewer, you're able to intertwine your own thoughts within the question. You're able to recap the question and, and bring things full circle for people that are consuming it because people are tuning into that interview on your channel for your take, for your questions. And if you are just doing the same as everyone else, you're just going to fall into that great abyss that everyone else falls into. And so I believe great content creators have that confidence. They're very passionate with what they do. And then last but not least, and this is my secret, when someone comes up to me and says, Brian, how do you create all this content? You know, how have you figured out how to do all this? And here's, here's the thing. 
I've simplified the process and I love doing it. I believe if I didn't love social media, if I didn't love and have a community that listened to my shows, if I didn't really enjoy talking about what I talk about, bringing people backstage when I'm giving a keynote speech, if I didn't love what I was doing, I would not be pressing the damn button. The reason I love creating content, the reason you know this podcast does not have a sponsor right now, the reason I am dedicated to creating this podcast every single week is because I love sharing my thoughts. I love hopefully you know making the audience you know if I make your day a little better, if I inspire you to press the damn button, maybe I educate you on a new product, maybe you learned about a new uh, creator like uh, Amy TV or uh, Opera Americana or Sean Doris or my good buddy, Chris Strub. You know, there's lots of these amazing creators out there. If I can help you when you're consuming my content, just get one takeaway, make your life easier, you know, solve a problem, inspire you to do something. I take great honor in that, great pleasure, because here's the, here's the thing that I look at this every time, is that with great influence, or with great community, or great power, becomes great responsibility. I believe great content creators Embrace that responsibility, own that responsibility, but also understand that it is something that you should never take for granted. So I want everyone that's listening to this right now, this is, this is going to be my tip and takeaway for you. When someone comes up to me and says, Brian, I don't create content very much. Where should I start? This is one of the questions I get all the time. Brian, where should I start creating content? And I believe my answer is going to be different than everyone else's answer that you've ever heard, right? And here it is. Here's, here's the answer of where you should start that nobody else realizes. You should start where you are most comfortable. Most people will tell you, well, you should start on the channel that most of your audience is at, right? Oh, you know, if you're a young person, you should be on Snapchat or YouTube or, hey, you, your, your audience loves to read blogs. You should be on blogs. Here's the thing. If you start where you think your audience is, where you're not comfortable, guess what you will never do? You will never press the damn button because there, it is not where you're home. So I believe to be a great content creator, the first thing you need to do is you need to start creating content where you yourself are most comfortable. If you like the talk, create a podcast. If you like being on video, do a video blog. If you, hate, if you like video, but you don't like editing video or doing SEO on YouTube, use Facebook Live or Periscope. If you love writing, create a blog. Because here's the thing, once you start creating, once you start documenting, once you start sharing your message where you're most comfortable, the second thing you do is then you start figuring out, well, how do I reach my audience where they are at? And that's where you start creating content the second place. But if you skip the first step and you try to create content where you're not most comfortable, that is outside of your normal you know, being, you'll never do it. Or when you do do it, you'll give up on it. The amount of people that told me, Brian, I'm a great speaker. I'm great on video. I created a podcast and I quit. And I was like, well, why'd you, why'd you quit creating a podcast? You're like, well, I don't like listening to my own voice. You know, I do do keynote presentations, but I practice it you know, 540 times before I get on stage. And my question to them is like, why did you start with a podcast? And like, well, I just thought that's where my audience was, so I went there. The key to this is really start where you're most comfortable, where your confidence exists, and then branch out from there. I truly believe that is the secret. If you wanna get over the hump, if you wanna stop talking about creating content and start creating content, you will, you will do amazing things. I can tell you this from example because for five years I wanted to write a book and I've still not written a book. But if I would have only focused on the book over these five years, I still would have never created any other content. 
But what I figured out was I'm going to get to the book eventually. I'm going to start where I'm most comfortable, which was video. I started a Google Plus Hangout show um, where we interviewed different guests every Monday. It was a, a Google Hangout and a Twitter chat. And then I realized that I could turn those Twitter chats and those uh, videos into a blog. So then I created a website. Then I realized, hey, I love consuming podcasts. I should start a podcast. I started a podcast called Smack Talk that I still host today with my co-host, Daniel Newman. After I created that content, I started really getting in a groove and then live video came out. And all of a sudden I was like, ooh, I'm gonna jump on live video. I've done 2000 live videos in two and a half years because I fell in love with live video. But here's the crazy part. Here's the part that is most important for you. If I would not have started where I was most comfortable and I would have started with a book that everybody has been telling me that I should write, I would have never pressed the button because I still haven't pressed the button on the book. But because I started everywhere else, I was able to add value. I was able to gain confidence. And I ultimately believe my book that, will, that I'm writing right now will be much better than the book that I would have created five years ago because I'm now in the content groove. And so I truly believe this. I believe everyone that's out there right now, you are, you are the producer of your own reality TV show. You must figure out how to give people access into who you are. We've always heard about your first impression matters. Well, guess what? Your first impression in 2018 happens online. Even if you're meeting somebody offline for coffee, maybe you run into somebody you know, at, at an event like South by Southwest. When you get up to go to the bathroom, when they're walking to the table, the first thing they do is they Google your name or they look you up on YouTube or they check you out on LinkedIn. Your digital footprint is your first impression. It's your story. It's your resume. It defines who you are. And now remember, it is not online versus offline. It's just that online is the place where you're gonna make that first impression. And the place that you make a first impression that matters is content. Because remember, like Maya Angelou says, it is not about what you say, it's not about what you do, it is about how you make people feel. If you understand that, if you embrace that, if you believe, like I believe, that relatability is the future of marketing, I challenge you to be the producer of your own reality show. Start creating content, start telling your story, sharing your experience, your value, press the damn button, embrace the power that we have in our pocket because the world is only gonna get noisier. Content is only gonna get more out there. But if you, if you truly believe that you have a story to tell, and I believe everybody has a story, everybody has a unique point of view, you have to start creating content today. And it doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't even have to be public. Start creating videos that you save on your phone and share with your friends. All I want you to do is start. Press the damn button. Because great creators, the way that they make it look easy is they figure out what works best for them and then they press the damn button. My name is Brian Fanzo, better known as iSocialFans. Thank you guys for watching this episode of uh, FOMO Fans. This is episode 66, Mario Lemieux. Um, if you guys are interested in finding or seeing me on stage at uh, when I'm doing one of my speaking events, I just launched on my website an updated calendar. So if you go to isocialfans.com slash calendar, isocialfans.com slash calendar, you'll see where I'm gonna be at uh, throughout the rest of the year. I get to go to Newcastle, England. I get to go to Scotland. I'm going to uh, Denver, Colorado. I'm going to Philadelphia, Boston, Seattle, Chicago, Wichita, San Diego, 
Lego, Orlando. Uh, I have an amazing calendar. Uh, hopefully, I'm going to be in a city near you guys. You can come out and, and, and we can hang out. If I'm not in a city by you, I challenge you to find an event or an association or a company that you work with that would, would appreciate my message. And uh, let's connect. Let's make that happen. I have lots of dates that are open on my calendar so that I can bring, hopefully, uh, the passion, the insights to you um, where you're at. But uh, check it out on my website, uh, isocialfans.com slash calendar. That's all I got for you guys on this episode. I, I truly, you know, I think of myself as a, I, I'm a documenter more than a creator. I document my life. I document my experiences. But I tell you, um, I love my community. You guys inspire me. You motivate me. All of the comments, the questions, the positive energy, and, you know, even just the fact that I changed my hairstyle and everyone was giving me, uh, you know, lots of love about that. Uh, it means the world to me. And I can tell you, every one of you, um, I think about everything that I'm doing on a one-to-one public conversation. And I'm very thankful for everyone spending a little bit of their time either watching the live video, consuming my podcast on their audio. Ultimately, for me... I just want to say thank you for spending a little bit of time with me. Thank you for inspiring me to be a better content creator. Thank you for inspiring me to press the damn button. And for all of you that keep pinging me about writing a book, I'm going to do it. I'm going to finish this book. I'm going to write a book. We're going to have a book out by the end of this year. And it's because of you guys being awesome, inspiring, and motivating me. Cheers, my friends. Make it a great day.